0: This is the Biz News Podcast, one-on-one conversations with experts in business and personal development. New authors might be tempted to try self-publishing after being ignored by traditional book publishers. But is that the way to go? And what pitfalls are there if that road is taken? One successful self-published author is Angela Orams of Los Angeles, who writes children's books. In biz News Interviews, she talks about the challenges of self-publishing. Angela, you've written a, a new book for children. There are 85 gazillion children's books out there. What makes yours different from all the rest? Um, My
1: book, uh, it's called Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy. Um, it
0: you comes, have a copy right there.
1: I do. And it comes in a kit. Um... With tokens, so it's not just the book, but it comes with tokens. So I think this book is different. I, I I gather every book is unique in its own way, but I think that this book is different because it takes the concept of the tooth fairy, but it gives it a twist. Um, so, Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy is about a little girl who discovers that whenever she loses a tooth, she gets a token from the token fairy. So she decides that she likes this gig and she tries to get more tokens from the token fairy. Um, the problem is she's only lost one tooth. So Sophie comes up with this scheme and her scheme works until it stops working. <laughs> so that is the essence of the book.
0: And well, don't, don't give away the uh, the punchline on the thing because hopefully people will pick up the book and read it. The question for you, Angela, is why did you write it? I wrote it because I think
1: growing up with Nigerian parents, they didn't really embrace the concept of the tooth fairy. So I would be a little kid who would put her tooth under the pillow at night, and then I would wake up the next morning, and then the tooth would still be there. (laughs) And so that notion of making it possible for anybody to be able to adopt this Tradition and this kit where we have two tokens. So, you have a gold token that's given to a child if they lose a tooth. And then we have a silver token that's given to a child whenever they do a good deed for someone else. And so, that's something that you'll find out once you read the book. But the back of this silver token says, For thoughtful acts or kind words spoken, you have earned the special token. So I think it's not just the book, but it's the concept of thinking of others and doing things outside of yourself.
0: So you, you have uh, come up with a a different way to uh, market a book. Is this the uh, uh, first time you have done this? No, I've written books before. Um, I've written seasonal books.
1: I wrote a book about 20 years ago called Sammy, the cell and the healthy ones. Um, But this is the first non-seasonal book where I think it can translate to anybody, anywhere, any time of the year. And although it's a children's book, I think adults and others can also learn and take a message from it as well.
0: We talk to many an author uh, on these podcasts over the years and we always like to know, how do you go about writing the book? Do you grind out 5,000 words before lunch or what?
1: Uh, for me I think I the concept comes up in my head and as I get more of the story going I will grab whatever I see around me if it's a napkin if it's a sheet of paper if it's a scrap of paper and I'll just jot notes and after a couple of days of the note jotting I'll be sitting around my laptop and I'll just have scraps of paper (laughs) and I'll put it now all together and then I'll I'll uh, I'm a very visual, so I have it conceptually in my head, but then once I gather everything together, then I uh, type it out. So I know it's not a conventional way of writing.
0: <laughs> no, don't don't open a window on a windy day. <laughs> right,
1: right. Well, and the good thing is, it being a children's story, um, unlike a 200 or 300 page novel, um, the concept is the concept. And... I've found that I'm sure other authors and, and anyone who's written anything is that if you lose something or if you misplace something or if you've typed something, and I know everyone's had this where they've lost their document, um, when I've rewritten it or when I've come back, it's always been better that second time around.
0: So. Now, speaking of making a manuscript better, often that's a role for an editor. How have, how have editors played a role in uh, your writing? So um, I think anything
1: that anyone does involving writing requires editing. Um, My process personally is that I'll write the story, I will set it aside for a couple of weeks, I'll come back to it, and often I'll see things where it's like, oh, oh, I need to add this, or oh, why did I write that? This this is terrible. (laughs) And then... I do that a couple of times. And then once I've done that, then I send it to a professional editor and then that person will go in and say, "Okay, this word doesn't make sense here and they'll um, get the context. um, Right. And so um, even with that, editing is a continuous process. It's it's one thing that I think writers should learn early on because it takes away a lot of that frustration when you think it's good and you think you're done and you just know i don't want to do anymore it's good it's good and then you find another correction (laughs) so i think if you can open your mind up to it doesn't have to be done yet and that it can always be better then i think your product is better in the end
0: now part of a children's book is usually the artwork How did you go about finding a good artist and what uh, role does he or she play and has it affected your plot any? any? Not at all. So what what happened was
1: I, whenever I write my stories, I do the illustration sketch work and then I hire somebody to come in and then add the color and the dimension. So because I'm a visual person, I know, okay, Sneaky Mm -hmm. Sophie is going to be sitting on a swing and she's going to be holding her tooth in this picture and she's going to be walking down the neighborhood. So I, I draw out what my illustrations (laughs) are going to look like. And, um, that's just how
0: I do it. Um, and it's works. It's worked for me. And the next question every budding writer wants is how did you find a publisher? Well, my book is self-published. Um,
1: and I, I think that both ways are effective uh, doing traditional publishing and also doing self publishing. I will say that because it's not my first self published book, um, I think people, I think it's becoming more adopted now doing self publishing. But I think sometimes people think, okay, well, I can just write anything, illustrate anything, slap it together, send it out, and it's good. And I think that we should always remember the reader and remember what am i sending out and i don't i think like i said i think equally publishing both ways can be effective but it's more on the onus of that person if you're self-publishing to make sure that you're sending out a quality product go over your work send it out to people who who don't know you and love you (laughs) i i say that because We want to send it to our mom, to our friend, to our sibling who is going to only give you love and say that it's great because they will say that it's great and they do believe that it's great. But you need an eye and you need an ear from somebody who doesn't know you who can break your story down and say, this needs to be reworked. And I think that even if you have a family member or loved one, if they do find an error, I don't know if you would take it, take that error the same way that you would somebody who doesn't know you.
0: Does that make sense? It, it might make for a, a tough time around the Thanksgiving dinner table. <laughs> yes. It's harder to take criticism from people we know, I think. <laughs> so with a traditional publisher, one of the things you get is they have a marketing department and yeah. with some, ex, some ex, uh, success or not, they will try to market the book but as the publisher, as well as the writer, how do you go about marketing your book?
1: Marketing with any book, with any product is always the number one, I don't want to call it headache, but concern in any business. And I think that I'm, I'm grateful I have Anthony Mora Communications helping me with my marketing, um, but nowadays it's online presence, how do you get the attention of millions who are distracted by YouTube and Netflix and streaming to focus in and large companies coca cola, all of these major companies are also battling for our attention and time. So I think with marketing nowadays, it's well, what are you doing? What are you providing to people that will give them that? opportunity to to look at your product and so i don't think it's just hey throw something out there to catch somebody's attention but what are you throwing out there and what's the value that you're going to provide to that person so that they can say yeah you're worth my
0: time now you've had to hire an editor uh that costs x amount of money and you've had to hire a a publicist or marketing or pr department correct correct yes
1: and It's definitely, so writing in in any essence, of course, when you do traditional publishing, those big publishing companies help with the marketing to some extent. I think there's also a misunderstanding in that area as well, because publishing companies, they'll put your book out there, but you are still the face of your book. And so it will go as far as that author's desire to get that product out there. Um, definitely when you're self-publishing, you're bootstrapping. So you're you're saving, you're looking at all of the outlets that you can uh, use, all of the resources available. And if anything, I argue that the challenge is more effective when you've self-published because you've put the blood, sweat, and tears into making sure like this dollar needs to go <laughs> somewhere versus if if you don't feel that you really need to do that, maybe, yeah, of course you still want your book to be out there, but I think when you've had to blood, sweat and tears to get that out, then it, and then I think you're more encouraged to make sure that it flies, that, it, that it's a success.
0: Uh, uh, Amanda, how did you determine who would be uh, handling the physical aspects of publishing, printing, binding the books? Um, So just a lot of
1: research online. Um, The good thing is there are platforms uh, for product development and then also for book development um, that you can find. Uh, My book is outsourced from China. And so it wasn't just the book, but now, so I'll show you, it comes with a little drawstring bag and that this drawstring bag holds all of these tokens that are given out by either the parent or the caregiver or the teacher. And so I think it was also my experience of doing things in the past that has allowed me to say, okay, I need first a book. (laughs) And then I need first a way to have it printed properly. And then I need a company that will also be able to create this product. And I think it's research. um, It takes time. But I think you put one foot in front of the other and you say, "Okay, well, what do I need to do to get to this next step? And I think when you're working on your own and you're not under a time crunch, then it's like, "Okay, I can get it's doable by anybody. You just got to take the next steps. And um, I think that. In this day and age, now more than ever, we have everything at our fingertips. We have internet, we have resources, we have people, we have YouTube. If you don't know how to start your car, we have YouTube where you can, somebody somewhere, 80 80 people will tell you how to do it 80 different ways. And so anything, I feel like anything you want to do in life, you can do now. It's just how badly do you want to do it? And are you willing to put in the effort to do it?
0: how did civilization get to this point without youtube we wonder Uh, how did you get to this point what prompted you to become an author i
1: i've always had a creative mind or or, a mind for writing um i've told this story before but um it started in kindergarten and i had a teacher who said okay everyone has to write a story You know tell us a story and they would pick a student from each grade k through six and and they would pick the best story and they would publish these stories in um the a book called creative minds and so i remember her pulling me aside and i told her this story about it was called my day at the beach and i talked about the water and the sand and then they had picked my story to be um published in the book But the funny thing is, I'd never been to the beach a day in my life. I grew up in Canada with Nigerian parents. (laughs) And we have beaches, you know, there are beaches in Canada, but I'd never been to the beach. But it was just this
0: visual story that I'd created. (laughs) Amanda, what would you like to add that we haven't had a chance to talk about? Well, um, the book, Sneaky Sophie and the Token Fairy,
1: um, like I said, the the concept is sharing love and doing things for others outside of yourself. Um, the book is going to be available on Amazon just before the holidays. And there are also products available uh, under the Sneaky Sophie brand on Amazon. So if you go to Amazon now, you'll see the actual kit and you'll be able to like uh, see the tokens and what would be included in the kit. But there are also other products about Sneaky Sophie, the little girl who
0: Has a little bit of a mischievous mind, but she means well. (laughs) Oh, and one last thing. Do you have a website that somebody could go to to get more information? Absolutely. It's
1: www.sneakysophie.com. That's S-N-E-A-K-Y. Sophie is S-O-P-H-I-E.com. So sneakysophie.com. And then I'll show this book again sneaky sophie and the token fairy so this is this is sophie she's holding her tooth here (laughs) her one mighty big tooth (laughs) it is it is but it's the only one she lost
0: you've been watching the biz news podcast we welcome your input send your email to editor at biznews.com thanks for watching